How you doing, Calco? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How you doing? Okay, I'm good. Just another Saturday morning at the HLS. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> you said that like an old man. Another Saturday morning at the HLS. We, yeah. did, we just did a whole show on the RICO. Yeah, RICO Act. On the RICO and these indictments and all this shit, dog. Yeah. Gunna and uh, Young Thug. <clears throat> yep. All right, here we go. All right. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in the city of Santa Monica. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner, the Mad Indian himself. We don't have Sean here, so I got to do the switch myself. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Chumahan, bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here with the fucking shit once again. Come on. And it sounds good because of Chumahan, bone? Yeah, because I am also standing in for old blue eyes, the illegitimate love child of David Bowie and Frank Sinatra. He had to go because he is currently DJing his... His son's preschool, DJ Hasbro, DJ Fisher-Price. Yeah. He's over there. They're having a bazaar, a bake sale, and they're doing Hasbro. all... Hasbro. Hasbro. They don't even know what you're talking about when you say DJ that. DJ Hasbro. All right. Hasbro. Um, um, we got Calco on. We got Calco, our showrunner here in L.A. Ooh, how are we doing out there? Right. Yeah. Hot in. Hot in. Rocky Colorado. Mount, Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain High. High. Rocky Mountain High. Yep. Knights in white satin. Good to have you here, Calco. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's stop fucking around. Let's stop fucking around. Listen, you guys, we've got a special guest on today. From the beautiful city of Gardena, California. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. welcome in Baby Bounce to the yeah. show. Yeah, what's up? What's up? How you doing, Lux? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you want up up on that mic a little bit more? Yeah, just um, a little bit Calco, more. Can you help, Mr. Bounce? Is that what? We're gonna bring help? it up to you a little bit. Is that how I address you, Mr. Bounce? Man, you can address me however you want. Yeah, get that in there and get it closer to him so we can really hear the golden voice. Yeah, we can hear that the golden voice. The voice that launched a thousand music careers. Everybody knows it. Yeah. yeah. Stop fucking around. Yeah. What's happening, Bounce? How you doing, big homie? I'm good, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for making time and coming down to the show today, man. man thanks yeah. for having me, man. I appreciate you guys. Let me uh, let me give everybody a little bit of a background. As you guys know, I'm brand manager over at Cookies and uh, constantly putting activations together. And uh, shout out to uh, Christian OG Snoop, uh, bringing down some of his buddies. Uh, Hideo. And, uh, you know, a couple other homies, they come down and they've uh, supported a bunch of our openings and badass rides and 
I come uh, to meet Bounce, man, uh, a few months back, man, and had heard his name, had even peeped out a video his a while back, and then um, got to meet him at an event not that long ago, and uh, we what, started rapping. What event was that? It was a cookies event. It was uh, We have multiple, but I think it was three or four back. Uh, the Batman one? Might have been, and we started uh, just rapping. I got introduced. We started talking. Um, some of my homeboys... We're at an event, and uh, big shout-out to Cranks. He, he was like, yeah, I know Bounce. I know him. And, and they had had a history and, uh, with, some, with some places and some things. And uh, me and him had talked. I know some people from the city of Gardena. Yeah. And uh, we just started chopping it up. He knew people I knew. I knew people he knew. And uh, I started peeping out his music, man. And uh, right away, I was... Uh, I took notice to some great production, some great music being put together. Appreciate it. Lyrics, lyrically, just smooth, bro. You got this. You got this way about you where you like. You're not trying. You're not trying too hard. Yeah. It just kind of flows out. Your visuals, the way you should have shot, uh, all the whole package was just really, really attractive. You guys, baby bounce that baby bounce. You guys need to peep out his music. So I was right away, man. I was like, man, dude, I want to get this guy on the show and invited him to the show, um, getting him on the cookies program. Hell yeah. And, uh, he's a big supporter of our brand as well, which, uh, I appreciate as well, man. You're always giving it up for us. You're always showing up, man. And, and so, you know, he's part of that whole, that whole, that whole cookie burner family, man. Oh, like he's sure. showing up and making it happen. So welcome to the show, man. Man, thanks for having me again. Yeah. You, and you got a, you brought a couple, a couple of your people with you today. Yeah, I got my dogs with me. You feel me? My let's, hogs. Let's give them a shout out real quick. Man, shout out my uncle pun and shout out seven. Pun and seven. They're Un in the house. Uncle pun. Yeah. Good enough. Listen, um. Give us a little background, man. You know, how you got into this game. Uh, you know, what, what you grew up in Gardena. And give me a, give us the rundown, man. Because you're kind of accomplished as an artist right now. And listen, by the way, bro, when I started looking into you, you got a lot of people in this game co-signing you. Not a lot sure. of people, dude. Brothers and Chicanos, all like kind of co-signing you, bro, which really... Had me stand and take even more notice. So give us a little rundown, man. Man, well, I grew up in Gardena, man. It's a little city in the harbor area, you feel me? Not that big, you feel me? But, uh, yeah, my city, man, is just like we, we, um, we're like one with the blacks, you know? It's never been no, no racist shit. Like even from the time when my dad was growing up, like when they were in elementary, he, he grew up with a gang of, you know, a gang of brothers and mm -hmm. and they've always got along. So it's like history in our city. So that's what really makes shit crazy. Like, because you go everywhere else and everybody's just killing each other. You feel yeah, me? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black and brown. Like, yeah, they don't, they don't fuck with each other. Like, right. So when they like, like when homies or, or, or other brothers that come from other cities that are like that, when they see how we get down, they trip out on that shit. They want to come right into the fold. No, huh? they're just like they see blacks pulling up and they'll be like, oh shit. Like, like they think some shit's about to start happening. Like mm -hmm. we're about to start tripping. Hell no. Nah. We'd be like, what's up? Like, yeah, something's about to happen. You guys are gonna hang out. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? Like <laughs> right. but, but in like if you're not from the city, you won't understand that. You right. feel me? Yeah. That's a trip, man. Yeah, because bro. it is like that. 
what in ninety percent of the spots. You know, what is the foundation of that difference in the in the groups being so tight and close? Like, why is why aren't other places understanding that, or why is it different in Gardena? I mean, I don't know, bro. Like, honestly, I I go I go to other spots and I be uh, that shit trips me out, bro. Like, how other people are just downing each other. They're you know, Mexican killer, black killer over here. I, 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 I never knew about none of that. You feel me? I, mm-hmm. I don't understand that shit. Right. So it's it's different for me, bro, like where I come from. But it, it it's an advantage for me, too, because they love my shit. Like a lot of my a lot of my fans and a lot of my supporters, they're brothers. You feel me? Or sisters. They, they like my shit. Yeah, I, I, so. I definitely like the sisters. I definitely oh, yeah, I can appreciate does. that. Well, is uh, 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 on the on the neighborhood is because I be seeing brothers with the G on them. Yeah, well, well, we all rock the same, you know, the same G, the, the same Green Bay Packer G. Everybody rocks that. Everyone, the, the the paybacks and the shotgun crips in my city, they they rock that. You feel me? Those what a trip. Yeah, those are my boys. Like, okay, it's it's a trip, bro. But wait, wait, wait. for Mister and Missus Earbuds who are right now listening to some to this in a Nordic country, why is it a trip that? This G would be worn by different types of folks or whatever. Why is that a trip to somebody who doesn't understand the area? Um, because usually in neighborhoods that are split, especially racially, there's nothing identifying them together. They have their own thing, and we have our own thing. And but in in Gardena, everybody's rocking like this G, and it's a it's a yeah. it's a Green Bay G. So you guys are familiar with it. Yeah. Um, it's that G. People got a tattooed on them. They're wearing the Green Bay hat. Mm. And in some of his videos and some of his stuff, you see brothers with the G tattooed on their face. You see homies with a tattooed on their face. And it's like everybody's kind of representing one thing. Yeah, bro. Right. And, and that's what's different. You know? Like, and sometimes I'll be sitting down and I'll be tripping out on that shit because I'll be like, damn, what if we were all enemies with each other? I probably wouldn't even be right here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, bro. My fucking dad probably wouldn't even be right here. Like, it's just, just crazy, dog. Like, the way we, it's like all a family. So generationally, your family was, you know, it's all Gardena from over, from where you're from. Yeah, all my uncles, my, my, my cousins, my aunts, my mom, you feel me? Like, we're all a part of the neighborhood. Right. And, and in growing up in that, um, was there a was there a point in time where you start? When when was it that you started looking at listening to music and kind of having an idea or being attracted to it? And then when was the point where you you kind of discovered you might want to go that that route? How did that work out? Man, probably like like probably like ten, eleven years old. My dad was involved with a lot of artists. Like when I was young, growing up, he fucked with a lot of you know people that were making music and shit at the time so when i was growing up i was always in studios and and around just the music life you feel me mm-hmm. so i kind of knew already when i was like 10 11 years old like oh yeah that's what i'm gonna do like i don't i don't got no other plan like this is what i want to do for sure uh-huh. you know what's interesting um where would you say that you take your 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 major influences for music and for for that? Like, where did who was your biggest influence? Do yeah. you think? Man, I grew up on a lot. To to be honest, I grew up on a lot of like Quick and Sugar Free. Yeah. Like that's what I heard a lot growing up. That that makes sense because your your rap style makes sense, bro. To that in in a way, because you almost got like this pimp hustle flow. 
to you. Yeah, for sure. I grew up on a lot of that. Like my mom listened to a lot of Sugar Free. My dad was more like a quick. He he bumped a lot of Sugar Free too. But I just remember hearing quick a lot in the car. So I always had like that G funk. Yeah. Fast tempo. I could you know, I could rock to that easy. And when did you start? When did you start experimenting with actually the trade? You know, with the with the music and and fucking around. Like like recording wise. Yeah. So well, I was always freestyling like in elementary. Me and my homies, we was always freestyling like fourth, fifth grade. We were already rapping like busting little flows. But like thirteen, fourteen, I say I recorded my first. Yeah, probably like thirteen years old. Damn. But wait a second, I want to go back to to elementary. So like what at recess? <laughs> You and the dudes, instead of playing kickball, like would at, go post At PE, we would not play basketball, tetherball, none of that. We would sit at the fucking benches and beat on the fucking... Bang on them, I yeah. promise you. My right, I, believe, my right I hand, can I tell by your smile that that's bro, I promise you, bro. Like, that shit used to... I think of that shit now, and I'll be like, damn, we was really at the benches fucking... Fucking fourth fifth grade rapping already like. right and and did and were women at that time were they like oh these guys are artists like did you get like a steady no going? no 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 we was more like just the boys you feel me like yeah just the the dogs you feel me we'd all sit at the table and shit you know girls what was what was the heater or like what was a good one that you had back then that you know just because of time you didn't get did you have like what were what were you rapping about did you have like what was your best song back then your Man. best flow. Man. I had a couple joints when I was, like, young, like, coming up. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple, like, five, six of them, like, dope ones that were already around the city and motherfuckers was hearing it, like, oh, you little motherfucker, you rapping now? Like, so, you know, yeah. Do I you remember any of the titles? Was it, like, you know, Can't Touch? Dude? Yeah, I had a song called Gardena Anthem. Yeah. Gardena Anthem, yeah. And a lot of people, like, even to this day, like, when I run into my people and shit, like, people that's really been rocking with me from back in the days, they'd be like, hey, bro, you remember that Gardena Anthem? And I, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, bro, that shit's so old. Like, that, <laughs> that's not even how I sound. They'd be like, yeah, bro, but when you put that out, I used to get pumped up to that shit. And I was yeah, like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, Damn. It is interesting. I mean, how does it feel sometimes? I mean, just on the human level where... Something you made made such an impression on somebody that they remember it, or it inspired them. When I did, um, I did a song called "Pain of My City." That was my first visual I ever put out. Like when I put that out, there was no, there was no fucking Instagram. There was no uh, major platforms. When I put it out, it hit like, I think like sixty k in like a month. Wow! So we were like, whoa! Like that. That was, to us, we were already like. Damn, sixty thousand people heard this shit. Shit, yeah. Like, we already thought we were, we made it, bro. Like we were on platinum. Yeah, like yeah. Um, the guy that was shooting my shit. Yeah, he had like four subscribers on YouTube. He's like, bro, that shit is sixty thousand. Like he was tripping out. Like he was a regular little white kid from my city. Yeah, and, and he had his little camera crew. You feel me? And, yeah, and they were just all tripping on that shit. Like, bro, you did numbers. Like, let's shoot another one. Right, yeah. right, and that's right. how it started. That's how it started. That's how the ball started. And I was just like, let's do this shit. Like, okay. And can you speak on? Cause that's that's got to be exciting for like a local guy, right? Like to be like, oh shit, that's. Right, that's exciting. And then, but a career is a career. Like, that's just the beginning. So can you speak a little bit on 
how it is in reality and how does somebody who might be Mr. And Mrs. Earbuds that's a little five, uh, like fifth grader that's pounding on the table right now listening to this, mm-hmm. how do they stay inspired once the, the first hit wears off a little bit and you realize, no, there's a big road, we got to go? How does that work? Yeah. How did, what's your strategy? Man, my strategy was just always this is what I wanted. So I really wasn't thinking about being a firefighter, a fucking police officer, a lawyer, you know. I was just always wanting. I always tell my dad, too, like, pops, I want to rap. I could rap. Like, listen, he used to be like, man. So my pops, <laughs> my pops, he's deported right now. He's in Mexico. He's been mm. deported for like about nine years, eight years. Where wow. in Mexico? Where? And Ensenada. Ensenada. Yeah, that's right. where my whole family's from. You know, from Ensenada. Yeah, they're all from Baja. Like, my family's right by the beach. Sure, okay. yeah. I was going to say, a lot of people pay to go vacation there. Yeah. Right. So, like, my pops fucking, when I used to tell him all this shit, he used to be like, <laughs> He used to be like, man, you, you don't want to fucking rap. Like, but he always had me around studios and shit. Yeah. So he was probably believing it in his head. Now, mm-hmm. like when I talk to him now, he'd be like, damn, mijo, I wish I fucking took that shit serious and put all my fucking fatty out behind you when I was out there doing me, you know? Yeah, but I mean, to a certain extent, don't you think it's part of the parent, even maybe you want to say father role to put a little bit of a challenge up to you. Like you said, he was bringing you around the studios, but maybe there's something to him making you prove yourself or not just buying in right away, or do you think that's not correct? Do you think it should just be full support from the gate, or do you think some resistance is right? I mean, he didn't know, like, you know? He didn't he didn't know if I was serious or, or really wanted to do this shit and make this my life, like, until now, you know? Yeah, but you wouldn't know that from a young person telling you. Because a, l- a lot of young kids say a lot of shit. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of people right. that did want to be a firefighter and they never did. Yeah, right? right? And so when you're a parent, maybe on some level, you should challenge a little bit and say, okay, then prove it. Prove it, yeah. brother. Like, if that's what you want. Show me. Show me. So when he started when he started believing in this shit and really being like, damn, this motherfucker really doing it, is when he went back to to prison and people in prison were... Telling him about my music. Damn. Like, were, yeah. yeah, like they were playing my shit, and he was like, Hey, this, you know, this fool, his name's Baby Bounce. Look from here. That fool's like, That's my son. Like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I was already putting out videos, but he didn't believe that shit. Like, I'm pretty sure he was like, Man, this fool, he ain't really taking this shit until he went back to prison. And motherfuckers was coming up to him, like, Hey, this was from your neighborhood. Look, check this out. And it was me on the phone. So when I would talk to him, he was like, hey, motherfucker, you really rapping now? You doing your shit? Like, mm-hmm. my motherfucking homies is in here working out to your shit. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, Hey, what's that like, though? I mean, yeah, wasn't what's there a, that like? Yeah, what, I mean, wasn't there a part of you that was like, um, uh, yeah, dad, I've been telling you I've been rapping. <laughs> yeah, Why did you have to go to, like, prison and hear from prison, dude? <laughs> yeah, now you believe I, it? That's what I told him. I said, motherfucker, you got to go back <laughs> to prison to fucking believe this. He's like, yeah, I was in the fucking motherfuckers <laughs> trying to give me shit because I was your dad. <laughs> you know, motherfuckers <laughs> was trying to hook. I had new shoes, new this, this, and that. I don't even <laughs> smoke, but I got all this motherfuckers. <laughs> he, said, he said, I got motherfuckers screaming from the other side of the wall. Like, hey, you, you baby bounces pop. That motherfucker hard. Like, yeah. you know, so that's just crazy. Man, that shit tripped me out. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's just a trip. So pops, when he went in, as they as they release him, they deport him. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Man, going on like nine years, nine, nine years. eight years. Yeah. Do you guys talk regularly? Yeah, I just got off the phone with him before I got came in here, walked in here. 
Right? And did, and, and did you uh, tell him, you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to be on the Hard Luck. And your dad's like, yeah, I've been listening to the Hard Luck show down <laughs> in Ensenada for the last three years. No, yeah, he knows. He, know, he, he, he knows who he is. He knows who Big Luck is and a lot of his homies. So yeah. he's tuned in. He knows what's up. Yeah. We should do a show out of Ensenada, man. We should. Yeah, for that sure. Would be go awesome. down there. Do you ever go down and visit and hang yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to leave when I go over there. <laughs> right. Who does? You know who's got a pad out, in the, out there as well? Is uh, Pablito? You got a pat out. He's in Rosarito, though. You know what? We should there. we should just do a hard luck Mexico tour. Baja show. Baja, because oh, another be friend of Baja, another California. friend of ours has friends who also have some places down uh, populated. Oh yeah, we should do that. Listen, my uncle, my uncle <laughs> was in Ensenada for fucking thirty five years, bro. He had a chemical business down there, Damn. and that's when me and my dad used to go down there. And go fishing right. and go see him. And and he had my grandmother living with him. Dude, imagine this. We just do a hard luck. Like, you had could... a chemical business with a big-ass fucking thing, and it was always empty. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I'm not going to ask too many questions no, about no, any no, of that. No, Listen, but... what do I know? But we should go down. We should get like a tour bus, right? Just drive down we there. We should a sprinter van. Yeah, a I'll sprinter be hard, van, bro. For yeah, like an entire like two months, just do a. No, 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 no. Listen, bro. I got business. I can't leave for two months. <laughs> Listen, delegate it. Delegate it. Listen, but Calico we should go down you. there for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Absolutely. do a whole fucking Baja show. All right. Yeah. Anyway, if we do, and we go, might have you be our escort down yeah, there. Yeah. You be our co-host on that one. Yeah, hey, we'll call it the baby bounce hey, my, tour. My yeah. dad fucking knows every fucking left, right. We're, Everything over there. All, all right, right good, since it's just good, us good. three here, and we're just having a private conversation. Mm -hmm. What's where's where do you go in Ensenada for real? Like, if you're gonna go down there and make the trouble of going down there, what's the real one? Is there a restaurant? Is it a beach? What is it? Man, well, well, where it's cracking at, where my family's from, is it's called the Primera. That's like Hollywood Boulevard in Ensenada. La Primera. It, yeah, it got a it got a fucking papas and beer there. It goes crazy. There's yep. people fucking fighting. Yeah, it's the All main drag of, down the street. Bro, the it's, it's cracking right there. My dad's like, we're going to the Primera <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I ain't trying to fucking. He's like, he's like, motherfucker, it's cracking over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, it's yeah, like man. LA. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, watch. And we went, and bro, it was fucking. I was like, bro, it looks like Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, yeah, it's cracking, bro. Yeah, bro. As a kid, I was when I would be there with my dad, man, my uncle lived right maybe two blocks off of the main drive. So I'd go up there. And plus, the beach was by there, man. They, they have these clams that are this big, bro. And they make you the clams right, right there. there. Giant, bro. Giant clams. We used to go get turtle soup. <laughs> this stuff called kawama. Kawama. Bomb. Bomb, man. There's a couple spots out there, man, that... Off the hook. Man. Hey, it's he not as fun, hey, it was crazy. Let's go. It's crazy when I was with my pops out there. We were like driving. He's like, hey, I'm about to take you to this spot right now. It's bomb. And I'm like, yeah. He's yeah. like, I mean, this shit's so fucking fire. We go. It's a fucking little cart. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, pops, this shit. He's like, wait. Wait till wait. you taste it. Oh. They put the toast on and right. do all this Hell shit. Hell yeah. I was like, oh, my God. This shit's fire. Yeah. Right. That's an honest bomb, bro. That's an oddest bomb. So going back to the music then. All right. So you first recorded 13. What what was the recording setup for that? Man, it was a, honestly, it was a, it was like one of those old ass fucking window. Uh, for real? 
Yeah, like one of them gray ones. Yeah. And the fucking headset with the little microphone. Yeah, and and uh, was it like a friend? Did you have a label? Did it was re- it was my boy it was my boy's room. Yeah, at his house. Yeah. And then when we would fucking go in there to record, he would he had these little fucking blue lights. He would just turn off his regular lights, and it just felt like a studio. Right. He had right. the little headphone shit with the little mic, like on a stand. Yeah. And then a little fucking screen in front of it. So we were rapping in front of that shit like if it was a, a real mic. Right. And, we, I mean, did you get all, like, pumped up? Like, do you get into a mind frame before you, like, did you get, like, serious? Or do you, I mean, is there any prep that you do before you get in there to hit a blunt? Like, what do you do? I mean, back in the days when I was doing my shit, when I first, first started, like, dropping, like, my first mixtape yeah. and working on my projects and shit, I didn't like to get high when I would record. Right. Like, it was, like... Hell no, nah. it was a hell no nah for me. Like, right, you gotta keep it pristine yeah, and clean. As soon as I would get high when I was younger, like them, like 18, 19, 20, 20 year old yeah. days, yeah, when I was smoking and shit, I would get a lot of writer's block and I didn't like that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would notice when I didn't smoke, I was just fucking right. straight with it, right? And is it true the rumors that when you went into your first recording, as you were going in, Easy E came out of the yeah. recording booth and passed you in the hall? Hey, but um, what is your writing process? Yeah, man, honestly, I don't be writing no more. I just go in there and, and really, just, yeah, you just bust. Well, yeah, that's how I've been recording like the last three years. Wow, dude. Now let me ask you something. So. Because some people are like, they write lyrics and then they go to the music. Some people got to hear the music to write. So you go in and as soon as you start hearing the beats, do you already have something lined up or you just go with the flow of what's coming if, out? If I hear if I hear a beat and I'm vibing to it like right away, I want to record just right away. Like, come on, let's record. Right. You don't want to fuck with it too long. Nah. You just want to get it out. Uh, yeah, I just want to start that just makes going sense. in, you know? Right. So does anybody ever just supply you beats and you roll around with them and let them just kind of soak into your system before you actually write and listen to them? Well, my my producer from my label, his name is Ye Beats. You know, he 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 makes beats just right there on the spot. Uh huh. Like whatever I'm feeling, you know, I'll give me a, a cold sound, give me a a mellow. I want to be mellow today, you know. Mm-hmm, he'll mm-hmm. do this shit up right in front of me. Right. Within ten minutes, bro, he'll make a beat. And so let me ask you something. So if that Let's say you put together your you put together a CD or you put together a song list and you've done them like that, and say one or two of those things were to hit hit at a major level, and then you got to go perform it. Do you have to rememorize that rap? Nah, hell no. Nah. I know all my shit. So you're able to just if they put a different beat down, you'll still be able to do it. Yeah, but it, I mean, it wouldn't be the same. But right, it'd be different yeah. delivery and cadence yeah. might be different. But you need to read. But if you need to re-sing that song again, wait you're able to just drop yeah. it. Up. Wait, wait a second. So, so, wow. so I think Steve's hitting something. Uh, Big Lux is hitting something interesting. So, <clears throat> a lot of times when people go to the concert, they want to hear how it, the exact song was recorded, right? Like, kind of like if you go and see like an, an artist, and sometimes they bust out some stuff you didn't hear. You're kind of like, well, I, I like that you're working on new shit, but I also want to hear the hit. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm paying for. But you're saying that you. We'll go, and you'll remember it exactly however it was, however you wrote it down. And so I, as it was recorded, you'll be able to reproduce that for, on the stage. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So you got a Dope. photographic memory? I mean, my shit's pretty good. Right. Now I know Dope. why he's not hey, smoking shit, a whole bunch of weed, too. Hey, my shit's pretty good. Like, if you watch one of my performances, you'll see, you'll see it one yeah. day. 
Yeah. You when, when I go up there and do my thing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that fool knew every word. Damn. Right. But but also, you know what's interesting? I mean, I'm a big dude, so I got to take a fucking at least one or two breathers every now and then. <laughs> but other than that, I'm nailing that shit. I'm icing it. Yeah. Every time. That's fascinating. Let me ask you a different thing then, because that adds an, a, live, a better live element to the rap performance, right? So you're not necessarily, you remember the lyrics and all that stuff. I'm not necessarily going to that, but you're also not trying to... It might be slightly different because of the situation in its life. But that being said, that means then that people who go to your concerts, it really means something. Because you might actually catch a performance you might not get anywhere right. else. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who you did know, that? Who was it that did that? The Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead. That's how they used to roll. They used to just do their, they had their songs and then they go and do performances and then it became a thing to be, were you at that performance in Philadelphia, da 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 da? Where they did this and that. Exactly. And, and they didn't do that in Mississippi or exactly. in fucking Atlanta, right? right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. <clears throat> I love this. What is it? You're a very, you know, calm dude, like, right? In the sense of, you know, I'd say some crazy shit, easy E, and you were like, ah, oh, you're a fool. You know, that was like mellow, that was like whatever. Mm. Um, so I, I'm like, okay, well, right now, this country, right, we've never had more anxious people in the world than we mm -hmm. do right now. Stressed mm -hmm. out people about what? I don't know. But you're not, you don't come across as stressed out at all, so... Do, what, how is it that you're not? Like, what, what is your strategy, and what would you tell young people who are trying to figure out how to get Xanax, and they're stressed out? They, and they can't sit still, and they're freaking out when we talk Right, they them. have anxiety, but they Man. don't even know about what. Man, I couldn't even <laughs> tell them nothing because I've never took a Xanax or done any of that, but a lot of my friends have, and a lot of people are passing away off of just fucking pills and all that. no. Yeah, bro, stay away from that shit. That shit yeah, is but how bad. do you stay calm? Like, why are you calm and everyone else is stressed out? Man, because I, I was stressed out as a youngster. So now I'm, I overcame that shit. I just want to be happy, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you paid up all your... And good cookies weed. Yeah, right. Bro, you paid, for sure. You paid all your stress dues up front. Yeah, bro, I had, man, yeah, <laughs> for sure. When I was a youngster, I was fucking stressed out all the time. What was the major cause of stress? Just personal shit with my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I, I had a pretty stressful uh, upbringing as well, right? I mean, a lot of people did because parenting... And I think a lot of people noticed that shit when I was younger. Like, this motherfucker's always mad. He's always <laughs> trying to fight motherfuckers. Like, so now I'm just like, chill, bro. Like, but I mean, okay. So without delving into the, to the particulars of that, but what was the mechanism or like, did you just start meditating? Like, how did you go, you know what? I'm done with that. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just going to cool out and enjoy my life. What strategy? You punch a wall? Like, what did you do? Man, my, actually, my first term made me not fucking want to ever that be, on you that, yeah, be on that tip. Like, I want to be free, man. I want to enjoy life and see bigger things, you know? We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. A term like, would I've do seen, that. I've seen that. I did my little year in there, and I was, you know... I'm cool. I don't, I don't want to be right there, man. You saw what you don't want. Yeah, I ain't been back there since fucking 2012. Right. That's what's up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me ask you something. As an artist, <clears throat> and, and you know, we stay off politics on this show. We stay out of that. But <clears throat> as an artist, and being through from a neighborhood, like, 
how how is it and 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 the challenges of having to navigate through some of that and continue to make people clear that you're on a certain path and that's what's important to you in navigating through being attached to a neighborhood man well i think my um if you can you know what i'm getting at if you can kind of like because i think there's a lot of people challenged with that today like being from a neighborhood and trying to do the industry and shit. trying to do the industry shit. Well, I mean, if you if 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 you a solid one from your section or whatever you want your hood or whatever you guys call it, like, you know, um, I don't think that should be a problem with any of the homies. You know, my homies, uh, some homies don't like that I do this shit, and mm -hmm. some homies love that I do this shit. Right. Like, right. some homies when they see me in the neighborhood, they be like, "Fool, what are you doing here?" Like, no. Get out of here! Like you don't need to be around here. Like they don't even be wanting me around sometimes, right? Because they want me to be on my shit. It's a, that's an interesting point because <clears throat> in the news, right? Like uh, Young Thug and Gunna and all those guys got caught up in something or whatever, right? And so you do have a lot of pressure in the entertainment industry to sort of put out or say that you're doing certain things because it's part of the brand. And then some people really might be. We don't know anything about what's going on there. That's just in the news. Mm -hmm. So what is your thought about, like, do you have to at some point make a decision, I'm going to pick a lane and I'm just going to stay true to that, whatever the lane is, and I'm not going to try to do all things? Or how does that work in the music industry? Or what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know. Like, to be honest, like, I don't know, bro. I'm just, to be honest, like I can't even speak on that because I don't know, you know. Right? No, I I got you. I, was just I definitely think there's a definitely a. I kind of look at it like this, man. Like, you could be in the joint and you got one chance to pick that Bible and be about that life, dog. <laughs> yeah, you got one chance. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and maybe you got that one chance, right? Right. And, and you got to ride that all the way through. Like, if you got the Bible in one hand and you're caught copping some dope in the other with your asses, you know? Or right. you want to step out because you're behind the Bible. Like, you have a choice to make. And if you yeah. can make that choice, you got to ride it. Because what I do believe in yeah. is you can't you can't play two sides of the fence. Right. That shit's always going to come back and crash right. in your ass. Oh, for sure. So you want to be that gangster and you want to be that rapper, you need to pick one. Right. Because anybody who's riding both... You just watch. You'll see how it end every single time. You yeah. can't. And beat you know what's amazing things. about that is that, like, you're saying that, and I feel like a lot of um, young people might not understand. They don't understand. That's why you're seeing all these motherfucking wrecks. And I'm not even talking about this, Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about all these young kids yeah. that feel like they need to be something that yeah. they're really not in their heart. Yeah. Right. And they're getting caught up in some shit that's way over their head because that's not them. Right. But they feel like they need to do that in order to sell records and be accepted. And it's a it's a completely backwards ass shit. Right. You know? That makes total sense. And, and then let me ask this then to the both of you. To somebody who catches a term, some folks do a term and they go, you know what? I want to be out there. And some folks, they come back. Is there sure. a difference or is there a reason or is there a quality that makes somebody decide, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore because I, I don't like this or, you know what, I'm committed all the way. It doesn't matter what they do. I can't speak on anybody else, but I can speak on myself and that, that there was an, an internal, 
internally inside, I, ha- I had made a decision. I think that, you know, now there's always bad luck on where you're at or some shit can go sideways or, but I think that a lot of times it comes to a decision. Like he, he made a clear decision of what he didn't want. Mm-hmm. It took me a couple terms to figure out what I didn't want. But I think that you, you know, man, we know what we're doing, man. Like, mm-hmm. I think motherfuckers know what they're doing. They know what's up. Oh, for sure. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, some people be like, you know, motherfuckers that I know that are about the business, they ain't up in a booth rapping. And motherfuckers that are rapping ain't out on the street. They're like, it's one or the other. Yes, that, I believe that to be true. I also believe it to be true because I know motherfuckers that were really out there that were that guy yeah. that are now rapping. You know, they made that change up. But right. th- what they're not doing is they're not still trying to do both. And right. the reason that they're able to do it and their hood primarily is behind them was because they, they're that guy, you know? Right. And I think, uh, think I think too, man, I mean, like, I'm not leaving up out of Santa Monica. I'm not leaving where I come from, you know? I'm going to look out for the people around me. That's part of my DNA, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay right here. I'm not running from nobody, you know? I'm not, you know? Exactly. But at the same time, I, I, I have an amount of respect from, from, from my people. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and I honor that. I don't take that lightly. And, um, and I think, like, it's obvious, bro. When I watch and hear about you and write about you, like, you're there, man. And you're representing in a different kind of a way, you know? And, uh, but I know that sometimes it can be difficult to navigate for some people. I don't know their history in their hood, you know? I don't know what that's about, so I can't really speak on it. And there's always going to be, there's always going to be straight jealousy and haters, dog. Oh, for you know? sure. You know, and, and, and hopefully if you're a real one, you're going to recognize that and you're going to know how to just like move in your lane and just not pay no attention to that. You know, the sooner you can understand that. Yeah, that's always going to be there. They're always going to be there for sure. Like the yep. haters, them, they're not going to go nowhere. Yep. That's- so this is going to be a hard luck exclusive because we have never done this with an artist before but mr bounce i looked you up on the spotify and like you're the number one song on spotify i'm not gonna say it's your number one but it's the one that's got a ton i mean just international fucking massive clicks hits streams is you used to be the homie yeah that's that's featuring my um my cousin misfit how long ago did you record that probably like two years ago so <clears throat> you used to be the homies. It, uh, the title already suggests a little bit about what. Yeah. What were the circumstances? What were the, what was the genesis of of that? What what made you want to write that? Man, well, I wrote that for a, a homie that I had fell out with, you know, and it wasn't really like, um, wasn't really like trying to down him or nothing. It was right. really trying to like, like um, I'm gonna give you a pass, you know type shit. Right. Like even if you watch the video, you'll trip out on the video. Like, we got him tied up and shit, and at the end it looks like we're about to kill him, and we just fucking let him go. Like, you know? Right. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's dope. Like, we got a fucking bag over his face. He's right there sitting down and shit. And the whole time you're watching the video, you're like, what these fools gonna do to this fool? And at the end, I used a knife in my hand, a fucking chain in my cousins, and we fucking end up just letting them go. Letting them walk out the building and shit. Right, banished. We, we give you a pass, but th- yeah. that might be worse than actually, right? Because now you gotta live with yourself. Yeah, it's basically just like, when yeah, like we're not really bashing. I'm not really bashing him. I'm just like telling him like, 
you fucked up, but now you gotta live with this shit. Right, right, right. So right. now uh, the archivist, the the cultural curator of the Hard Luck Show, has pulled some of the lyrics. I'm just looking at them right here. Uh, you used to be the homie. Why'd you have to switch up on me? I used to call you Brody. Used to share the same forty. Man, it's kind of a sad, and like it kind of touches yeah, my like, heart. Yeah, yeah, you're expressing your pain through it, right? No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was my he was my dog, you know. He was younger, and I was trying to show him away, and he wanted to go the other way and say some shit to some people that, you know, people love me, man. They're gonna come. Snitch come back, on, come snitch back. on them before anything. Man, bro, motherfuckers don't know. Yeah, so I try I, and tell people that shit. I'll be like, even with like girls I've dated before, I'll be like, I don't even have to do nothing. The motherfucker gonna come and snitch on himself, bro. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> my, even my enemies, yeah, for it'll sure. come back through them for sure. Yeah, dog. Yeah, bro, that song called shit. It's pretty what dope. Was, what was so okay? How about the genesis of that song? I'm not gonna ask about the details necessarily because I'm getting clear from you that you're like you're letting it go and all that stuff, and we're not trying to start up anything. But I am curious about the process. Did you actually write that down or I wrote that? You did. I wrote that. All right. That like, was the type of thing that ain't gonna come off the top. Nah, you need to think yeah, about I wrote, that. You yeah, I wrote that shit. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell, like when you listen right. to that. Yeah. And, and when you wrote it, all right, are you using an iPad? Are you using a legal pad? Do you handwrite it? In? I write on my phone. Like, I just got used to writing. I used to write my composition books. I used to have a gang of fucking composition books. But right. Now, you know, it's 2022. Motherfuckers yeah. is like, uh huh. You feel me? And then when and did you do that with the beat or without a beat at first? My cousin, he made the beat right in front of me. And did you tell? I, I was picking the sounds. Like, he's like, you like this? Yup, that right there. You like this clap? Nah, I changed that. Right. Clap, clap. Yeah, that one. So that's how we made the beat. And then I came with the hook, and then my cousin was like, oh, it was, that song was only supposed to be me on it. Nobody else was supposed to be on that. Yeah. Song. So it was me going in on my dog, you know? And, right. And my cousin liked it so much, he was like, fool, let me write a verse to this shit. <laughs> right. He's like, please, I got some shit I want to say, too. Mm. And I'm like, all right, like, you know, if it fucking fits the the song, yeah, but if that shit... Did boom, he have a homie, too? He was like, yeah, bro, bro, you just unlocked something <laughs> in my heart. Bro, he was watching me write it, and I'm like, listen to this hook. And I showed him, and he was like, that shit's hard. And then I showed him my verse, and he was like, fool, let me write a verse to this shit, please. Because I know it's your shit, but... Yeah. But we all have pain. Yeah, he's like, just look, come on, dog. And I was like, fuck it, jump on it. Wait, now listen. I, now I don't want to. I don't want to play the wrong thing. I definitely want to play a song of yours during this show. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to play something newer, you have that option. You just let us know. Right. Or we could take them through this song. It's up to you. You got something new you want to play for our listeners, or you want to play this somewhere? You let me know. But I want to hear some of his music. Well, I, okay, so let's do that. And the reason why I pulled it up at first was just because I was like, okay, so this is the number one on Spotify. Mm. Play it, play it, bro. I'm All right. right. Listen, yeah, let's stop teasing the audience and tickling yeah. their ass with a feather. Let's fucking play, play this shit. Our listeners love when they get music in this in the show, man. So right now, you guys, Baby Bounce, what's the title? T title is, You Used to Be The Homie. But you said the homie. You yeah. didn't say my homie. Why did you choose the homie? Because you were the homie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the out, bro. Come on now. No, yeah. I'm just Past saying. Tense. You yeah, used to be. Well, because 
the homie is slightly different than you used to be my homie. Yeah, it's yeah. like you used to be the homie. Yeah, and the now homie. you ain't shit. But no, okay. All right. Um, here we go. <clears throat> yeah, uh, baby Bounce producing. Uh, there's Misfit right now on the keyboards. M16 killer track. Used to be the homie, why'd you have to switch up on me? I used to call you Brody, used to share the same 40. Used to be the homie. Yeah. Used to be the homie. Used to be the homie, why'd you have to switch up on me? I used to call you Brody, used to share the same 40. Used to be the homie. Used to be the homie. Used to be the homie, had a lot of love for you. Now when I see you, I act like I don't know you. You switched up on the team, now there ain't no turning back. You turned into a fiend when you heard them suckers rap. But that ain't all facts, man, that shit is all fake. I stand my own ground and I eat my own plate. I don't never ask for handouts, bitch, I really stand out. If you got a problem with me, that's another man down. This is from the heart, I ain't got to fake the funk. But damn, sister, jump, don't make my cousin pop the trunk. This shit'll get crazy, 5150. Get out your fucking mind if you think no soldiers with me. Shooters, AKs, and them rumors. Yeah. Chose the other side, so now I really gotta do it. This ain't really what you want on the game, man. I promise. I taught you what you know, and I'm just really being honest. You used to be the homie, why'd you have to switch up on me? I used to call you Brody, used to share the same 40. You used to be the homie, and you used to be the homie. You used to be the homie, why'd you have to switch up on me? I used to call you Brody, used to share the same 40. You used to be the homie, you used to be the homie. For me to speak about it, especially when I don't want to think about it. That's Miss yeah. That's my cousin here. Yeah. Besides, expose me to fake love and fake homies. Got a small circle staying A1. SK mob had my back since day one. OMB believed in what I had to offer. Two black G's gave the keys to the Ross. And now we in the lab 24 7 all week. Yeah, that's 7 9 11s, and that shit just repeat on my mama. You gon' reap what you sow, that's that karma. So you better take it slow now. They treat me like an enemy, and I'm just doing my thing. I pull up with the gang, bitch, and I don't fucking bang. That's my family, and they know that you hating on me. And all I'm trying to do is help the homies, for real. On another note, everybody want to know what happened between me and Cool Joe. I guess that y'all should know. Y'all never hear a song a song again. Told them sometimes these homies ain't your friends. Then one of these friends told them like this. I'll send someone to your house with your wifey and your kids. See Misfits SKM, and I don't fucking like them, so you better not Fuck with him if you wanna live your life up. I know you love your son. I know you love your son. Don't be done. I don't feel bad for no one once it's done. You know me. Yeah, I'm your real homie. You fucking with me. And I don't fuck with phonies. So, misfit? Yeah, that's out the question. You'll never have my motherfucking blessing. Yeah, that's out the question. Don't make me have to teach your ass a lesson. True story. Everybody do what they do to survive. My music and my son is what's keeping me alive. I ain't used mad at you. Homie, watch you have to yeah. switch up on me. I used to call you Brody, used to share the same 40. You used to be the homie. Man, you used to be the homie. You used to be the homie, watch you have to switch up on me. I used to call you Brody, used to share the same 40. You used to be the homie. That's great. What did you think of that? Dope, bro. Dope. dope I like bro. your shit. That's dope. I like everybody's shit. Let me be clear. But yeah. I like that that first verse, bro. 
Yeah. You hit it. Yeah, I like that, dog. Man, I'm crazy. 5150. Any chance you're going to do a remix with an extended? Because I got a few homies that I got to fucking talk on, bro. We all do, partner. We all do. That's why the song. That's why the song's so popular, because I bet you everybody yep, has yep, somebody yep, that yep, they yep, know. Yep. Yeah, but well, when I be running into, like, fans or, like, supporters that fuck with my shit, they be like, hey, you used to be the homie. That's <laughs> yeah, my shit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. my shit. Yeah. Man, um, bro, that's, that's dope. Let me ask you a couple. What's, what's, what's new and what's coming up for you? Give us the rundown, man. man what you I, got coming? I just dropped my project, like, last month. Yeah, probably, like, three weeks. Yeah, like, last month. Title of that. It's called Now or Never. Now or Never. Just came out. And they can find that where? Spotify, all, all major platforms. Major platforms. Are you, uh, do you perform in L.A. or in the, in, in the SoCal? Do you be yeah, performing? Yeah, we, we just had a show in Fullerton. It was a dope turnout, you know. It was a gang of homies there. Bozo performed. Okay. A couple other dogs that was there. You feel me? I want you to, uh, when you have a show coming up, I want you to send me the flyer, send me the show info. So we can promote it on here. No, for Get sure. people out there. For sure. Um, give us, uh, you know, for our fans listening right now, our listeners, man, let them know how to find you and how to find your music and how to find you on Instagram. Give them the whole rundown right now. Man, well, you could just type in a, a Baby Bounce um, on all social media platforms. My All my projects will pop up. You can go follow me on Instagram, Baby Bounce underscore OKM. And... Uh, my email is 8blockmusic at gmail.com if anybody want to send anything through there. 8 block. The number 8. Mm-hmm. Block, block music. Block music. Spelled regularly. At, at gmail.com. Gmail. Man, you guys. Now or never. Bounce. Oh, baby, man. bounce in the yeah. house, man. Before before we put the, the, the little tail end on it, mm-hmm. I want to make sure Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds got it right. It's now or never. Right now, I got it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And... While we're sitting right here, I had a chance to kind of take a look at, well, maybe you guys aren't interested, so I'll turn it over to, to, to Mr. Bounce and, and Mr. Lucky. Are you guys interested to hear just a little, a little bit about the history of Gardena? How did it become Gardena? Let's hear it. Come yeah. on. Come on. In 1784, mm-hmm. after the foundation of Los Angeles, right, a Spanish soldier named Dominguez arrived in San Diego. And in recognition of his military service, he received a 43,000-acre land grant. Mm. That's like 18 Disneylands all chained together. All right. That's how they did shit back then. After the American Civil War. So this Spanish soldier has 43,000 acres of some of the primest real estate you could ever fucking shake a stick at. Yeah. Okay. He gets rich because he just sells off pieces of it, right? That's Got how it. you get San Diego, Los Angeles, all this yeah, other yeah, right. Okay. So some guy from uh, the Civil War, Major General William Stark Rosencrantz. Mm-hmm. Does Rosencrantz well, Yeah, Rosencrantz. Yeah. That's that dude. That's, mm, it's that, named after that dude. In 1869, crazy. bought 16,000 acres off the original guy. It was called the Rosecrans Rancho. Okay. Okay. Bordered by what was later Florence Avenue on the north, 
Redondo Beach Boulevard on the south, yeah. Central Avenue on the east, and Arlington Avenue on the west. That was okay. his entire fucking estate. Rosecrans property was split up in the 1870s, and one of those became the 650-acre Amistoy Ranch. Mm. That's the elementary I went to. It's called Amistoy mm. Elementary. All right. So Gardena proper began in 1887 when the Pomeroy mm. and Harrison real estate developers subdivided the ranch because they knew Los Angeles and Redondo was going to get a railway. And mm, so this place crazy. was, yes, this is how it begins. <laughs> so this is how it begins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they, so Spencer Roan Thorpe started the first settlement in Gardena in 1887. Railroads puts Gardena on the map, right, during the real estate boom in the 1880s. And it was known as the Green Spot. This is why they Damn. called it Gardena. It's known as the green spot in the dry season between Los Angeles and the sea because there were huge farms of berries that they Strawberries. Mm. That's right. And it was called Berryland for a Damn, long ass that's time. Dope. Yeah. And the Strawberry Day Festival and Parade was held. We still each have minute. that. We still have that to this day. And so that is how it started. Of course, everybody knows there was a Japanese-American settlement that eventually took place along with that that might have added to the diversity and the multicultural yeah. aspects of Gardena. But ladies and gentlemen, hard luck show, Man, bringing exclusive. you fucking L.A. history right off That's the bat. That's why we have a law professor here, bro. This is why I'm my partner, man. You're making He's historical dope. facts, bro. He's dope, bro. Yeah. He's dope. yeah, thank you, Chumon, for that. Right. Gardena, you got Gardena history. We got Gardena legitimacy here today. <laughs> <laughs> Big baby bounce, man. In the house, bro. In the motherfucking house. You guys, Thank man. you, you guys. Go check out his music, man. All right? Go check out his music, baby bounce. Thank you for coming on the show today. Las gracias. Yeah. Chumahan, you got anything? Yes. Uh, let me tell you something. Ovanda Bowen, LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money can buy. Mm -hmm. And, right? Go to hardluckshow.com. We got the Art of War audio book done only the way we can do it. Yep. You want to learn how to win? Fucking download that shit. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. also, proto episodes, LA Crime mixtape. Yep. Um, and on top of all of that, even though he's not here and he's DJing his kid's bake sale, mm -hmm. Old Blue Eyes audio engineer Sean at Move Me Movemental Movemental Media. Yeah. What is Movemental it? Media. Movemental.media. Sean at movemental.media. He's one of those fools that's got a dot that no one's ever heard of. Uh, and then also, Calco, how do people extend your beard or pay for your beard? Poopo beard oils. You want to have a luxurious beard like that that looks like, you know what I mean, the hair off the back of a, of a, of a silverback gorilla? Mm. You want hair follicles <laughs> that pump out just huge testosterone things? Mm. Pulpo beard oils, massage it in, win, and get the ladies. That's right. Okay. Anything else, Calico, that we want to add to that? No, no, that's it. Just uh, keep supporting the Hard Luck Show. Keep supporting Baby Bounce. We thank you for coming Man, through. I appreciate it. Hey, get, yeah. get on this now because he's going straight to the top. Straight to top. Get on now. It's going to be too late. And and now let us turn his, turn it over, right, to the five-star general of the show, <laughs> Steve Lucky Luciano. Please, my friend. Yes, sir. I want to give a shout-out to the city of Santa Monica to my kids. Listen, uh, www.supermaxhardware.com. We're dropping the... Uh, 
Summer Collection, June 3rd. Big shout out to Estelle on Oreo and the Soul Assassins. Big, Big shout out to Big Burner, baby. Um, cookies, sf.com. Come check out Spring. Vibes, papers, and vibes drops. Peep, peep us out. That's all we got. Always listen to the Hard Luck Show. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we drop new shows. Thanks again to Baby Bounce from Gardena. I appreciate you guys. We out of here. Hasta la vista. Ciao.